The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to Hacks and Jacks, a fantasy baseball podcast. I am Joe Galina, and I am flying solo today. It is July 5th, about midnight, and I'm recording uh, the Hacks and Jacks uh, podcast without my buddy Scott Chu. Miss you, Scott. Uh, Hope everyone had a good 4th of July. Our uh, podcast debuting on Tuesday instead of Wednesday, just a slight change to the schedule. Hope you all had a great 4th of July, lots of baseball action. Uh, always a little weird, though, when not every single team plays on these holidays, like on Memorial Day, uh, the Yankees had off. On July 4th, the Yanks and, and Pirates uh, had off. So um, kind of strange, but hey, just, I guess, part of the uh, new wave of, of baseball. And, uh, of course, July 4th, uh, a big date in Yankee history, a uh, Date uh, in 1983 that Dave Rigetti pitched a no-hitter for my New York Yankees against the arch-rival Boston Red Sox. So, as the last bombs burst in air, (laughs) we're recording this on July 5th uh, at about 12.15 a.m. Let's dive right into it. This is going to be a quick hit of an episode, but Jacob deGrom... Looked sharp in his first minor league rehab start with the Mets single-A team. Struck out five batters over one and two-thirds innings of work through a total of 24 pitches. So going to need at least another two rehab starts, in my opinion, before he can rejoin the Mets starting rotation. The thinking that it could be after the All-Star break. Did throw uh, about 99-plus miles per hour. Kind of wondering uh, if, if that's such a great idea for the Mets to let him air out his pitches uh, at that uh, velocity uh, so quickly. But hey, I guess maybe they know more than me. And I say maybe because based on their history of dealing with injured players, you, you just never know. Uh, I'm just thinking that this might be a time for fantasy managers to put him on the block right now. Um, thinking that if you've held on to DeGrom, you probably have him in an IL spot. And hey, if you have a fantasy team where you're close to the top of your league's standings and you've been able to do that without DeGrom, this might be a good time to put him on the block because his fantasy value may never be higher. If you're risk averse, 
right? Uh, the fact that he pitched well in this rehab outing might be a good chance for you to uh, test the waters and see if you could uh, swing a good deal. Maybe, uh, you know, you, you need a, a nice hitter. Maybe you could swing him for uh, maybe a Jordan Alvarez, a Jose Ramirez, maybe even a Juan Soto, although you kind of watch out with Juan Soto because he's dealing with a little bit of a calf injury. Um, he injured it on Sunday, the third. Good news is that uh, he, even though he wasn't in the starting lineup on the fourth, he did pinch hit. So that that is a good sign. Hopefully he could avoid going on the IL. But uh, again, there's a chance that Jacob deGrom could pitch like an ace, like a Cy Young candidate the rest of the way. But there's also a chance that he could re-injure himself uh, and then suffer a setback. I mean, I hope not. But um, if you are a bit risk-averse, and like I said, if you've held on to him uh, throughout the season and uh, had him on an IL spot or whatever, or were able to uh, keep him on your bench because you have a deep uh, bench in your uh, on your fantasy team, hey, you, you might want to just uh, put him on the trade block and see what comes back. But um, at this stage, his fantasy value might be the highest that it might ever be this season. Okay, let's uh, talk about a couple of closers. Um, Garrett Whitlock, not a closer yet, but Garrett Whitlock has been on the IL with a hip injury and had been used as a starter for part of the season. But if you remember, if you recall, there were always whispers at the start of the season that he might be utilized as a closer, but uh, that never materialized. And you kind of feel bad for Alex Cora, uh, Red Sox manager. There's so many managers who uh, like the closer by committee approach, and uh, you know they they use it and whatnot. But not Cora. Cora would prefer to designate one pitcher as his closer. He hoped that it would be Matt Barnes, and that didn't work out. Pitch poorly, uh, hit the IL. Uh, looks like it had been Tanner Houck, and still might be. Um, but on the fourth, John Schreiber, who's also been pitching well for the Red Sox in the bullpen, he picked up a save, but, uh, that might be because Tanner Houck had pitched on the second and third and probably was unavailable to pitch, you know, three straight days. But Garrett Whitlock, uh, is going to be utilized as a reliever when he returns from the, uh, IL, which is going to be fairly soon because he's uh, begun a rehab assignment. And uh, so if you look at this guy's minor league numbers, they're pretty good. And uh, I would just keep him at least on your watch list. I mean, I know managing saves is such a crazy thing in fantasy baseball right now. Uh, But uh, Garrett Whitlock might eventually uh, take over that closer's role uh, for the Red Sox. Red Sox are targeting Chris Sale, to return to the rotation possibly around July 11th. So I guess with Sale returning to the rotation uh, and maybe the Red Sox just want to ease in uh, Whitlock back into action, maybe that's the reason why they're starting him in the bullpen. I'm not sure. All I know is that Alex Cora did consider using Whitlock as the closer earlier in the season. And he's, like I said, one of these managers who really likes to have one designated uh, pitcher as their closer. I know it's Tanner Houck for now, but uh, keep Whitlock on your watch list. 
Keep an eye on the Marlins bullpen as well. Uh, looks like Dylan Floro might have jumped ahead of Anthony Bass on the Marlins bullpen depth chart. Uh, Tanner Scott has emerged as the closer for the Marlins, had pitched on July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. On the 3rd, uh, he blew a save. Dylan Floro came in and rescued him, bailed him out, and picked up the save. And then came in on July 4th, also picked up a save. So he's picked up a save in two consecutive games. I think Tanner Scott holds on to the closer spot for the Marlins for now. Uh, but uh, Anthony Bass has been used more in the seventh inning of games lately, if you take a look at his game logs. And uh, like I said, Dylan Floro coming in with two straight saves. He saved 15 games for the Marlins uh, last season. And even though he's had his ups and downs uh, this year, uh, has a 2.70 ERA in his last 6.2 innings pitch that's entering Monday's actions. So, uh, like I said, keep him in your back pocket, and uh, he might be the guy should Tanner Scott go down um, for the Marlins. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast also don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from youtube videos live streams newsletters off-season articles tiktoks breakdowns over 15 baseball podcasts on our network we can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season so sign up for pl plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free all right thanks for listening let's get back to the show in past episodes, we've talked about different milestones throughout the fantasy baseball season uh, that you should take note of. And uh, July 4th is a, a particularly good one, especially this season, because it's just about the midway point to the regular baseball season. Every MLB team has game totals in the either high 70s to low 80s. So it's a good time to take a step back. Take a look at your roster and make some decisions. Okay, I, I like to talk about getting rid of dead wood, right? Now, one of Scott's favorite players earlier in the season was Max Muncie. Get rid of him. If he's on your roster, get rid of Max Muncie. And uh, don't be afraid. No one's going to pick him up, right? Entering Monday's action, batting 163 with a 315 OBP and a 301 slug. Uh, I know the guy has had uh, three full seasons, his most recent three full seasons, where he's hit at least 35 home runs, but there's something off with him this season. Uh, maybe it's the uh, lingering off-season issue uh, bleeding into this season, but he's a guy you could get rid of. Uh, you know, Just drop him. Uh, Cody Bellinger, another guy. I, I think it's time. Uh, entering Monday's Action batting 207, 266, 395, 11 home runs, nine RBIs. Nice, but you know, you're suffering with, with a 207 uh, batting average. And please, it, I know you don't, 
But if you do have Joey Gallo, obviously, you know, dump him too. I mean, it's been nice that Yankee fans have been rather supportive of him. And let's face it, with the Yankees having the best record in baseball, uh, the Yankee team has been able to absorb his ineptitude uh, this season. I feel I really don't even have to mention that. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast that Scott and I do, I mean, you know your fantasy baseball, and you know that guys like Gallo uh, shouldn't be on your roster at this stage of the game. Stream like the wind. Stream every category that you can. You say Kikuchi, right? He's got a Tuesday start against the A's, and you know how bad the A's are. They've scored the second fewest runs in baseball behind the Tigers. Now, you say Kikuchi... Hasn't pitched all that great this season, but you got to love him against the A's. On the other hand, yeah, stream, but don't get too cute, right? I was thinking about streaming Andre Pallante, who won five starts in June for the St. Louis Cardinals as a 2.97 ERA. Doesn't strike out many batters, maybe even walks more than he should, but he's got two starts for this upcoming week, but one of them is against Atlanta, who've scored the sixth most runs this season and later in the week he faces a Phillies team that has scored the third most runs in baseball this season I didn't realize that they uh their offense was as potent as that but the Phillies actually scoring some runs um so uh again from the hitting side Scott and I have talked about it you could still stream for just about everything so um and then on the other hand I mean uh don't hold on like I mentioned the dead wood don't hold on to players that aren't producing for you. I don't have to tell you who's on your roster. I mean, I took a chance on on Cal Mitchell, outfielder for the Pirates. Kept him on my roster. Actually started him for a couple weeks, but it didn't pan out. Got rid of him. Uh, just look at your roster. Follow MLB News. It's early July. Fantasy players are going to start changing their focus away from fantasy baseball to fantasy football. It happens every year. For instance, Brian Bayo is going to get a start against the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, the Tampa Bay Rays have scored the seventh fewest runs in baseball. Uh, Overall, they have a very good offense, but so far this season... It hasn't been as potent as the 2021 team. But you look at this guy's stats, and you spell his name B-R-A-Y-A-N, and his last name is spelled B-E-L-L-O. It's pronounced Brian Bayo. And if you look at what he's done so far this season, had a 1.60 ERA and a 0.832 whip for the Red Sox AA team. That's in six starts. Then he moved up to AAA and was... Very effective as well. Six and two record with a 2.81 ERA and a 1.169 whip. This guy for his career in the minor leagues, uh, four seasons, 10.8 K per nine, 2.8 walk per nine, right? Fantasy managers paying attention to fantasy football at this stage. They're not going to know who Brian Bailo is, but you will. Watch the box scores. Watch trends. And if you do you'd know that Kevin Biggio, a guy that I never would expect to be on one of my fantasy teams in the 2022 season, I actually picked him up in one of my 15-teamers. At his best, he'll produce at a 15-homer, 15-steal rate. At his worst, he's someone that you're going to cut once he reverts back uh, to being a guy who couldn't hit his way out of a paper bag. But for now, playing every day in Yahoo Leagues, he's first base, second base, third base, outfield eligible, 
uh, went 0 for 3 on 14 on July 4th, but uh, in his last 26 games before that, was batting 299 with a 443 OBP and a 520 slug, two home runs and 11 RBI in that time span, right? Uh, like I said, 15 homer, 15 steal rate kind of guy. And uh, if he uh, slumps again, you just cut him. Looking for another guy with a little bit of power and speed potential. What about Leody Tavares for the Texas Rangers? If you look at what he's done over the past two weeks in his last 11 games, batting 292, two home runs, uh, can steal bases at a 15 homer, 15 stolen base pace. Rangers held out on calling him up until they thought he was really ready to take an everyday role. So I think he's going to be playing center field for the Rangers for the rest of the season. So keep an eye out for him. If you play in a 12-team league, I bet you that Eddie Rosario is available on your waiver wire. Made his debut on July 4th for the Braves. This guy, 162-game average, a 272 batting average, 26 home runs, 89 RBI, 10 stolen bases. Remember, uh, he missed a ton of time due to an eye injury. Uh, played well in a rehab assignment, and the Braves just called him up uh, on the fourth and slipped him right into the lineup. So, uh, fantasy managers paying attention to fantasy football, not going to realize that Eddie Rosario is available, but you will. So on the theme of dead wood, uh, Scott Chu uh, reached out to me, told me who's actually fallen off his hitter list, which is coming out later this week. Uh, Josh Donaldson, Chris Taylor, Connor, Joe, all fell off the list. New ads, you're hearing it here first. Kevin Biggio, who I mentioned earlier. Rowdy Telez, Nico Horner. So uh, keep uh, an eye out for Scott Chu's next hitter list edition. He's also got uh, uh, features on Michael Harris. He actually uh, made a big move on Kyle Tucker. Uh, Josh Bell uh, moved up as well. Uh, he moved uh, Javier Baez. He's been talking a lot of, if you, if you follow Scott at If the Chu Fits on Twitter, <laughs> he's been talking a lot about Javier Baez, who's actually slumped pretty poorly all season long. Uh, and uh, he uh, knocked him down the hitter list due to uh, an increase in his K rate, which has always been an issue uh, for Javier Baez, but he's always been able to get around that, right, and still be uh, fantasy viable. So, uh, like I said, Scott Chu, if the Chu fits, hitter list. Uh, you could follow me, Joe Galena, at Joe Galena. This was just a quick hit. Oh, two other players I wanted to mention real quick. If you're looking for the next stash offensively, you know, you Vinny Pasquantino went for a lot of fab this past weekend, uh, gotten off to a slow start, actually did hit his first home run uh, a few days ago, has a 417 OBP, so th there is some hope there. But if you're looking for the next stash, uh, Estuary Ruiz, you spell that first name, E-S-T-E-U-R-Y, Ruiz, R-U-I-Z, uh, prospect, for the Padres, he uh, could play some second base, mostly in the outfield. But when you look at what this guy has done recently uh, in a double A this season, had a 344, 474, 611 triple slash, nine home runs, and 37 stolen bases. Then he moved up to triple A and just continued to mesh. 348, 483, 544 triple slash. Uh, four home runs, and another 19 
stolen bases. So 56 stolen bases so far this season. So uh, exciting player to stash, Estuary Ruiz. Also, real quick, uh, Liam Hendricks reinstated off the IL by the White Sox. I wouldn't get rid of Kendall Graveman if you picked him up for some fab a couple weeks ago just yet. If you look at what happened when the Yankees reinstated Araldus Chapman, he uh, walked the bases loaded in his first outing over the past week, and so you just never know. So hold on to Kendall Graveman for now, but of course, uh, Liam Hendricks, one of the top closers in baseball when he's healthy, so good to see him back. And uh, hopefully he's on your roster. So that uh, just about slams the lid on things for today. Uh, you could follow me at Joe Galina. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast content from. And if you don't mind, leave us a nice review. Scott Chu will be back uh, next week with me. We'll be a team once again. Thanks for putting up with me. Uh, and as always, we hope that all of your fantasies become realities. I'll see you next time.